Good afternoon. It's Tuesday, 29th of um, January. Um, we've got Wolverhampton once again. Uh, I'm the flat racing guru. I will do a little podcast and see how we get on, go from race to race and see how we do. Uh, right, we're going to start with the opener at 4.35. Now, there's this basically, I think there's four races, to, four horses, sorry, to be concentrating on. Um, that is number nine, Amor Fatty, five short operator, one arrow zone, and two energy Flavio. Now, energy Flavio and sharp operator, they're basically, you know, they've got sort of equal form to the other two I mentioned, but they 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 go over different sort of trips. Now, if energy Flavio can, um, you know, reproduce his last couple of runs. Well, his last run over this mile and one furlong, he's got a chance if he can do that. But, you know, he seems, um, I don't think, he, he has went over further before, but he didn't really stay the trip over nine and a half furlongs. Uh, he's going over eight and a half furlongs today, so there's a possibility. Um, sharp operator, he's a ten furlong horse, so there's possibilities, um... But he might struggle for a bit pace late on. So that was my worry with that one. Now Arrow Zone and Amor Fatty. I basically got them dead heating uh, on actual time form. I know they did different times and carrying different weights. But if you if you bring those times and take away the weight. They practically finish across the line. You know um, on a dead heat based on the time form. On the ratings there's probably a pound between them. Um, but I think this arrow zone, he's got, they've got, um, Kevin Frosty's book, J Young Josh Bryan, now, Young Josh Bryan's one of my, you know, he's a favourite jockey of mine, I think he's one of the, you know, he's going to be one of the future champions, along, along with that Thomas Greatricks, uh, and Eddie Greatricks of the future, you know, looking like really far ahead, you know, um, when the current jockeys, you know, have all put their boots up, these are the future jockeys, um, I think if, Joshua, Joshua now, he's the first time he's riding this arrow zone. If he can get this arrow zone to settle, you know, in the race, because he does show a bit keenness in his race. Now, if he can get this arrow zone to settle, I think he could be the winner. Now, I am worried about this armor fatty, you know, because, you know, I think it, it can win this race. So, that's my thing, you know. And, basically, I think the four of these, what I've mentioned, have probably got a chance, but, you know, I think we've got to narrow it down to Amor Fatty and Arrow Zone. And I'm thinking, I mean, if you watch the race, if you're betting running and, and Josh, young Josh gets Arrow Zone settled, then I would be quite keen on having a betting running on that one. Um, otherwise, it's probably Amor Fatty. You know, if he does sort of pull hard um, Arrow Zone, I would st stick with Amor Fatty. But it's, it's one of, you know, it's like one of those races. The result can change during the race depending on you know how how well the horse and travels sort of thing the 510 at wolverhampton it's follow the sun on twitter claiming stakes is over a mile and a half a furlong again same distance but now it's a claimer uh, i think um los camachos number one if he can repeat the time his december run yeah he's got a chance with uh, Catherine Begley, who looks a quite a decent jockey. Uh, Catherine, well, all of these three late girls, uh, Catherine Begley, 
was riding Los Camachos, Megan Nichols riding Dog Alliance, and Poppy Bridgewell and Mr. Music. I mean, th all three of them claim five. And basically, what I've seen of Megan Nichols and Poppy Bridgewell are basically professionals getting five pounds. Uh, and this Catherine Begley could be another one. You know, they're strong. I don't know how they're doing it, but these our lady jockeys these days, they're quite equal to the men. You know, they're not built the same, but in the in the saddle, they're equal to what I'm seeing with my eyes. Um, <clears throat> so, I would also um, give this steel train a chance if he, you know, comes. But it's all distance now. This um, dog alliance has won over this course in distance, but last time it was seven furlongs. He does stay this distance. And Mr. Music, I think Mr. Music is a 10-year-old now. I don't if he can back it up. Um, Dark Alliance is probably the most likely to back his run up, but Mr. You know I wouldn't rule Mr. Music out or Los Camachos, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three won. Uh, but I think Dark Dark Alliance, yeah, I've just got a, you know, the trip these days. I mean, he just, I think he prefers seven furlongs these days, and that's what you know. And I'm I'm not sure Mr. Music can back up his win, but. Uh, I'm really in a quandary about this one, but it's a tw it's a claiming race, so we'll just do a combo forecast. Dark Alliance and Mr. Music. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do, right? Right. The next race we're going to look at is um, five forty-five, and it's a sunracing.co.uk handicap, and it's over seven furlongs. Now, Broccoli Rise run the other day, he's drawn 12, but I wouldn't pay attention to the draw at Wolves, actually. I think being low, one or two, is worse than being drawn 12, actually, at Wolves. Actually, if you get away well, 12 and 11 and 10, they can be good draws at Wolverhampton. And I've done a lot of um, study on this uh, draw factor at Wolves, and 10, 11 and 12, I would not um, be worried about those draws over 7 furlongs if you get the break. If you get a break and sit in, I think it's a better draw than being drawn one or two because those draws are the coffin boxes. If you get stuck on the rail, come round the last bend, you get a lot of horses coming back on you at Wolverhampton. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm worried about the pace for this Broccoli Rise. He did come from behind the beat uh, forever the last time at Lingfield. Um, he is a course and distance winner here. I mean, he has got a chance. Um, I'm just worried about, you know, four days later, you know, um, I'm not sure about him, I'm not sure, he could win, uh, I'm more, more interested in a couple of the others, this move over the bridge now, he sprang a surprise the other day, uh, 50 to 1 shot, he led all the way, now, I think, he, to me, he comes out on best on my numbers, I mean, he just has to sort of repeat that performance, um, but I do like another one, uh, another one in here, that's number 8, Daring guest now. Daring guest is not bred for seven furlongs. Uh, he probably ba barely gets his seven furlongs. Uh, it just depends on the race. But I think this uh, more over the bridge is going to um, lead from the front again. And obviously, his property rise could be making a challenge late, as well as this foreign legion as well. He's another one with a chance. But um, I think this. Uh, I mean, this daring guest was with George Morrison. I mean. You he, he he only paid twenty five grand and I can remember him at the time saying, um, at any other sale he probably would have been fifty sixty grand, and he was happy with the uh, horse. 
and you thought the horse could win any race he, you pull him in, you know, for that sort of class. Um, and it absolutely didn't pan out that way. But I still think uh, Tom Clover has bought a decent, uh, you know, one at the sale who can win these, you know, these low class six handicaps. So I think Daring Guess could come late and grab the, the race, you know. Uh, I'm disappointed that he's, he should be much bigger than that for what he is because he barely gets this... Um, this seven furlong so that I'm not liking the price. I think you want at least ten to one for this daring guest. Um because I do think this more of the bridge is more likely, you know, to win. I mean if daring guest I'm I like the um stable Tom Clover and I think he could just come late and grab this um more over the bridge, but you know, it's up in the air. Um and at the prices I'm not really you know, going to sort of have a bet. I think he should be worth more. I'm not going to risk money on him at like 92, 5 to 1. I think that's ridiculous. You need 10 to 1 for a horse that doesn't stay seven furlongs. I mean, if they go a strong pace as well, I mean, you probably you probably won't get it, get the trip. So that's another thing. Uh, so, you know, the safe bet, probably this number three more over the bridge with one eye on this daring guest if the pace is slow. In this foreign legion number ten and broccoli rise, I, I would add them into the exotics. Yeah, uh, I mean, daring guest by fast company out of Oasis Dream. I mean, Oasis Dream probably gives him the bit, you know, the the stamina to get this seven furlongs, you know. Um, but the dam did the dam won over six furlongs. I think it was what two. And uh, I, I th there is some some of the families won over further. You know, on the dam side, um, um, so I'm not quite sure. But looking at him, he doesn't quite get. But the the thing is today, Darren Grass has got the blinkers first time. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I think he's going to sit in behind this more over the bridge, and strike late. I think that could be the plan. Um, maybe we'll do split stakes more over the bridge. And daring guest. I, I mean, one thing tip, tipsters don't do, you know, if you listen to the other tipsters, say the radio and the, they only give uh, one horse like, oh, I fancy this horse up, but they never ever give a forecast and tricasts like me. I mean, every week, sort of thing. I get a few tricasts in. I get a few forecasts in. I mean, daily sort of thing. I mean, and they pay the money, you know. They pay your profit. Some if you're just betting small money, you know. I would just concentrate on forecasts and tricasts. I mean, do your Yankees and such, or okay? But you know these forecasts and tricasts. I do. I mean, there's some days I've carried, I've taken away. I know I've staked about forty quid, and I've taken away a grand out of the, you know, the bets doing these forecasts and tricasts. So it's it's always worth considering doing the exotics and that. I like to play the exotics. I mean, it's sort of a um international thing. The international. You know that betters like the doing the exotics and English uh, betters more like the win and the straight forecast. But you know, for more money, um, you need to do the tricast. I mean, if you own mo most people haven't got the money to bet big, you know, uh, so that's why I like to put give them the forecast and tricast because a lot of lot of punters or um, ladies and they like to do the the exotics um, that listen to this. And with me doing the Hong Kong kips, I'm starting to get a lot of listeners on my podcast from um, Asia. So we get a lot of people from Singapore and Hong Kong now um, following me for the English sort of racing. So I'm giving you more exotics to do.
6.50 in Wolverhampton at a Betway Handicap, it's a sprint, um, looks quite a competitive race actually, 4 year olds and above, yeah it's very competitive, um, Independence Day has a chance, watch that movie hundreds of times, one time I knew every word to that movie. Santia Flora, definite chances carrying that amount of weight is going for a tri uh, treble, sorry, it's going for a um, hat trick and of wins one two last twice. Um definite chance. Um, four to one for Santia Flora, three to one independence day it you know, in this sort of race you you know, yeah there is similar horses at better prices. Uh, now if you fancy those two they've definitely got chances but I would rather have a go with um, this big time maybe. Now I know I know I know him well, big time maybe four year old now. He's with a new yard now, but I think that he was just uh, fourth to Agaru, but not beaten for the last time. Now I think that form has been upgraded, and he does run well. Yeah, I mean that is Lingfield form. Now he's coming back to this track where he has won over. Um, so you know, I don't know if he's going to run that race, but it is possibly is a nice eleven to one, which is a decent price. I think big time maybe could run a decent race here, uh, and also Zappa Class. Now this is not really his trip, Zappa Class, but I think he has got the ability to run well in these type of races. Um, I mean, he was just behind Dark Alliance last time. Uh, I think he has got the and another one at the big prices. This Turanga Leela. Now he did one last time just holding on there over six around this track but he's another one at a big price who could definitely be in the shake-up. Now for exotics I would say big time maybe Independence Day, Zappa Class, Taranga Lira and Santa Flora. Now if you've got to leave one out I would say leave the Taranga Lira out. So then you've got Lefty with four selections and that's 24 tricasts. Now, if you get a couple of those big price ones in the in the top three, uh, the price cast going to appear in the three four hundreds, uh, and it's twenty four bets. Uh, so I'll read the numbers out. So Zappa class is three, big time maybe is number six, um, Independence Day is number seven, and Santia Flora is number thirteen. So you combine them four, it's twelve forecasts. So you definitely you. If you if Independence Day has beat Santa Flora, it would pay around fourteen to one. You're just going to be making money off the twelve bets for the forecast. So you'd want one of these bigger prices like Big Time maybe, or Zappa Class to get in the first two, with any of the other two. I mean, let's not leave some of the others out. The ball. So there's some in here have got decent chances, but I think those have got the best chances of winning this race. Is Big Time maybe Independence Day Zappa Class? and Turanga Leela and if you want to um, add an extra one that would be um, Turanga Leela sorry if you want to add an extra one so Santia Flora would be in the first four selections now we're moving on next race is a 6.45 will happen it's a stairs race over one mile six furlongs it's a bit where live casino handicap um, I think Tommy Dock is probably the most likely winner of this race. Um, he's, he does steer this far and um, and more. And last time he 
He was just beaten by Fearsome. He was in third against Fearsome over a mile and a half at Lingfield. That form has been franked yet again. I think um, he's, he's probably on a predictive rating of around 81 today. So take his normal rating, which is 73. Um, and look at what he ran last time. He ran a racing post rating of 75. Um, he's carrying 910, so you add £4 to bring him up to 10 stone. Um, 910, 11, yeah, 914, so that's 79. So it's got, he'd be racing off of probably a mark of 79 predictive rating today. But, um, you know, if you look closer into the form, you'd probably add a bit more onto that. In the plus, it's what one length equates to one length equates to one pound over this trip on the flat and on the all weather. So, you know, there's one pound is a length basically so if you put an extra pound on a horse over this distance it's going to stop them running an extra length you know based on that based on the proximity of being to next close to other horses uh, but I think it's probably worth a bit more than that 79 myself um, I've got them on around 81 so I don't think there's too many in this race can run to that today um, You've probably all may love if he comes back to form um, and runs his turf run on this. He could probably run to 82, but that's very much doubtful. Um, and what else? Um, Bamco de Chatelet. Now, he could have a chance. I mean, he runs well at Lingfield. He has run well at Wolverhampton before, so he could run well here today, but it's all up in the air, so, you know... Tommy Dock is definitely going to be a win bet sort of situation. 11 to 4. I mean, you'd probably get 2 to 1 cover bet three places, stick 25 quid on that, uh, 75 quid back. Or if he gets, you know, there's not going to be too many getting past them today. So I'm almost sure 50 50 is going to get placed at least. So you're going to get your 25 pounds back stake money if you cover bet them or insure bet them. 7.15 at the Betway Heed Your Hunch Handicap and the winner picks up £12,000 20 grand race now this, the 3 year old James Street is very well off in this race I mean he's got more scope to um, to show um, but he has taken on these older horses for the first time um, he should win the race James Street is only carrying 8 stone 1 he is the best horse he's got a lot of scope and he's you know, he's, um, there's a lot of improvement in the command. He is unexposed. I mean, the horses he got beat off the last couple of times, I think they are decent horses. They'll make, they make, will make decent horses come this summer. Um, if you're going to take him on, I think you want to be going to take him on with um, this number five, Exchequer. Now, I think Exchequer, um, even though... He's an eight-year-old. He's carrying nine stone form. He's got to give weight to James Street, which is probably an impossible tax. But he is a decent horse, and he's got a lot of speed and a lot of class for a race like this. Um, Sham Shalong's probably better at five furlongs, but he is a decent horse. And um, what's the other one? Snad. Now, Snad is a good horse as well. I mean, he was third in a group three in... Or did he win a group three? He was no, he was he was in a group three, placed in a group three in Germany, I think. 
um, but he did win at Newcastle, beat Boy in the ball, and quite a decent race for 16 grand to the winner. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he looks quite classy, this snad number four, so he's obviously got a great chance as well, but I'm just going to put this 